did China develop and accidentally allow a weaponized virus to escape in Wuhan? Well, the story really begins in 2009 in Winnipeg, Canada, at a bioweapons research lab. And as reported by the Winnipeg Free Press, two Chinese nationals were able to steal 22 vials containing an unknown strain of a new virus and escape back to China. These vials contain the coronavirus strain taken from a Saudi national's lung who had been infected with SARS. Back to the future. It is worth noting, due to its suspicious timing, that the very doctor behind the discovery and extraction of the unknown virus strain in Winnipeg, and who also reported the theft, was set to give a speech on January 23, 2020 in Kenya at the University of Nairobi, except that Dr. Frank Plummer died suddenly. He died a week ago. He had been working on a vaccine for HIV and was expected to share some of his research, which reportedly could have applications for helping find a vaccine for COVID-19. The BBC says Dr. Plummer died of natural causes at the age of 67. What we know is that the coronavirus was stolen from Plummer's lab by two Chinese nationals almost a year ago. Zhanggu Quick, or Zhanggu Quick, and her colleagues smuggled the virus samples and took them to Wuhan, where they have China's only bioweapons lab, and have since held it in their possession for over a decade. What we also know from the report inside the facility is that bats were used for testing of the new coronavirus. One report indicates they had 605 bats at their disposal. It's an interesting number, 605, specific. One staff researcher is on record stating blood from one of the infected bats got on his skin. And also, ticks were discovered on the bats, and we know that ticks can be a common carrier of disease, i.e. the bubonic plague. We also suspect, though it is not confirmed, that some laboratories will sell dead or live animals to local food markets to avoid higher costs of incinerating or properly disposing of animal carcass used in testing. The fact that the Wuhan lab is only three and a half miles from the seafood market makes it seem likely the virus made its way to the fish market from the lab, though this has never been proven. But, as bio-war expert Frank Boyle states, The virus came into the food market before it came out, meaning an infected person most likely came into the fish market and infected others. It probably was not contradictory to earlier reports emanating from an animal sold at the market. Many now believe earlier infections occurred at a nearby hospital or most likely coming from an infected person from the Wuhan BSL lab itself, who may have unknowingly become a super spreader since a person infected can also be asymptomatic for up to three weeks. We will probably never know the exact circumstances that led to the initial spread of COVID-19, but we do know the CCP knew about the lab, knew about the virus, and were in fact probably working on either a vaccine or trying to weaponize the virus or both. We suspect based on further testimony from lab personnel in Wuhan someone was treated at a local hospital who had shown signs of the coronavirus as early as late November. It is likely the patient, what we might call patient zero, infected the doctor who treated him, who then spread the virus to other staff and consequently other patients as well. 
We believe it is this scenario that prompted Chinese health officials to, at first, deny the outbreak and even the virus itself, arresting anyone who discussed the virus in December and early January, and denying the outbreak until as late as January 21, 2020, three weeks after the first case was reported at General Hospital in Wuhan. Did Beijing know? Actions speak louder than words. We believe Beijing knew it was the coronavirus they had stolen that had spread because of a number of evidentiary pieces of information. Number one, they will still not allow U.S. CDC officials into Wuhan. Number two, they denied the problem for over two months, then jumped zealously as if they had a pandemic on their hands, probably because they knew how dangerous the virus was and... Once it became apparent that the virus could not be contained, China started taking severe containment action that reflects they were very well aware of the danger of this, of this virus because of the mass arrests of suspected asymptomatic citizens, the sealing of apartment complexes, welding of doors, and large dwelling areas to prevent people from leaving their residences. Large forces have been mobilized to sterilize entire neighborhoods throughout Hubei province without restraint and an almost desperate action. All of this is documented on video. The underreporting of crematoriums who are working fully staffed 12-hour shifts throughout Wuhan disposing of dead bodies of both humans and animals. And the uncanny statistics showing there is always the same percentage of deaths to infections at 2.1%. It has not wavered since reporting first began. The mortality rate is always exactly 2.1%, which almost indicates a quota method in reporting, or a specific mandate to never let the mortality rate rise above 2.1%, which might reveal the real impact of the virus. The genie is out of the bottle. So the question becomes, if the Chinese were working on weaponizing this virus, who were they planning on using it on? To believe this virus came from a bat during hibernation season when there are no bats within a 600-mile radius of Wuhan, except that Wuhan labs being used as testing animals, is to believe in propaganda. There is a clear link between the Wuhan BSL-4 coronavirus and the Winnipeg Laboratory where Dr. Frank Plummer had worked on the virus going back to 2009. And we have limited testimony from Wuhan lab workers who talked about using bats to test the virus on, and that some personnel might have become infected. We also know that one of the first victims of the virus, Li Wenliang, a local doctor at Wuhan Central Hospital, had alerted his staff via email to prepare for an outbreak. He was subsequently placed under house arrest for causing civil unrest, where he cared for his wife, who also had contracted the virus within weeks of its first appearance, which indicates the coronavirus was released into the general public as far back as early December, or there might have been a controlled test of exposing COVID-19 to a few people. But that got out of control because Chinese researchers had underestimated the infection rate and how easy it was to spread most believe in the first scenario. Early reports say the coronavirus can be spread just by breathing on someone. In recent days, this report has completely vanished. 
But if it's true that COVID-19 is airborne, which many believe it is, it would also explain why so many passengers on board the Diamond Princess got infected, even though no one showed signs of sickness until just a few days ago. The ship was out at sea for 14 days during the initial outbreak. How did the people on the ship get infected so quickly? Still, there are many unanswered questions. The geopolitical ramifications of this virus being the product of biochemical warfare are immense. When you have the second major world power producing bioweapons, the world will be forced to respond, and China will be forced to answer for it. We will continue to follow the story where it leads. It is not for the purposes of providing conspiracy to confuse or to create unnecessary fear, but rather to determine the real global threat of this virus and to learn if China is in fact deliberately responsible, actually liable for the damage now being done around the world. My name is Jim Watkins. Thanks for joining me.